Well, welcome everybody to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders here just for a moment as we will kick things over to the guy who is going to be filling in for Charles Wilson. Let's get over to Matt Santini. Thanks a lot, Alan. Good morning. Welcome to Bartow Sports Zone. Let's get right to it. Delighted to be joined by Cartersville head baseball coach Kyle Tucker this morning. Kyle, thanks for getting up and spending a little time with us. Uh, thank you, Matt. Good morning to you and uh, always enjoy do- doing this. Yes, a a tested veteran of WBHF behind the microphone, so appreciate that. I'll start off with the toughest question. I know you probably weren't listening last hour. Maybe you were. Cartersville basketball uh, is that both boys and girls playing for region championships tonight. No pressure at all. You have any idea when the last time either one of those programs won a region championship? Um. One of the basketball players told me they thought it was 10 years ago. I do not know the last time the girls won. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I, assuming you know. Do you know? I have no idea because usually okay. when I have questions like that, I ask you, usually about baseball <laughs> or football, and you have yep. the intricate details and the dates and everything else right there at your right. fingertips. Well, listen, while you said that, I got it because I teach so many basketball players, and they, they saw – and, and or someone mentioned I was coming on. So I got to give a shout out to Sed McClinic, Dalen Hall, Monterius Tolbert, Ansley Griffin, some of the cheerleaders, uh, JL Drawn, um, Alicia, uh, Nicole is listening, or well, she will be listening. So listen, I had to give a shout out to all these students about being in the region basketball championship tonight. So good luck to our girls, our boys, and our cheerleaders. Uh, we won't get to see it because we'll be playing. We're on the road tonight, but good luck to all of them. Uh, as they compete for championships tonight, the Storm Center should be fun. Yeah, well, let, let's get to your sport, and I agree with you. We'll be there to broadcast it. Uh, thank you again for, for joining us early. You had your first contest last night. You got another game tonight and uh, got off to a good start. I know it's just one baseball game, but he's right. come down a little bit. But yep. uh, given the choice, you play, you know, one of the larger schools in Kennesaw Mountain, a team that's had some baseball success, and you come away with a 13-1 to victory there. And, uh, again, it's just one game, but it's it's good to get out of the gate uh, in a strong fashion. It was. It was It was a lot of fun. It was fun to see the guys. You know, they've been working for a month, putting in a lot of work at practice. And, you know, I mean, when you practice baseball for a month and don't play a game, you got to really work on it and not becoming monotonous and um, just try to keep the, the young men interested and excited. And I think they were. And, uh, you know, we played well, did a lot of good things. Um, swung the bat well, we ran the bases well, we pitched well. And then like, you know, always, you know, coaches are going to tell you there's always things you didn't do well and, and that you can learn from and, and try to build on. But also an, an, a great first game, man, we were blessed with perfect weather. We had a great crowd. Thank you to everybody that came out. It was awesome opening day. Just just a great opening day. And yeah, got a lot of young men in the game. Uh, we have 18 position players. I think we got 17 of them in. We were about to get the 18th in and the, and the game ended there. But uh so got a lot of guys in, great night. And then, but like you said, it's one game and and we're going to play the uh, number five team in 6A tonight in uh, Woodstock and uh, they'll be really good and uh, should be, a, you know, a good game. You mentioned perfect weather. And again, tonight will be a little bit, uh, a little bit more chilly than yesterday was. And I guess I'll go to the pitching side of things initially. I know Ryan Johnson threw well for you last night and then uh, Logan Shrewsbury came in, finished things off in the final two innings. How much do you limit pitchers from a – is it a pitch count perspective this early in the year? Is it depend on how many stressful pitches they have, or is it just, just kind of let them go out there and let them tell you how they feel? 
Really, Matt, a combination of everything you just said. Asa Williams, our pitching coach, is, I mean, I, I believe he's one of the best, you know, not only in Georgia, the Southeast, but the country, um, high school pitching coaches. He is very detailed um, in his arm care program. So this has been going on for a few months leading up to now. We didn't just start, you know, having young men throw four weeks ago and, and throw them out there to the wolves and see how far they can go. You know, generally, yes, to answer your question, a pitch count, this first week for a starter, um, and then up the pitch count by about 15 to 20 the next week. And then usually by the third week is when, you know, we'll try to let a young man go as far as he can go. Try to that, That's kind of been the way we've done it. Doesn't mean we're right. Uh, doesn't mean that's perfect. But, yeah, we're not going to run anybody out there probably more than 50 or 60 pitches this first week. You know, if we start rolling through players, you always end up leaving people out. I will say this, just looking at, you know, a plethora of, of players that come back. I'll look primarily at the top of the order, at least for right now, with, with Luke Miller and Caleb Daniel as returning players that, have, again, offensive uh, producers, uh, well, and actually a pretty strong outfield uh, tandem as well. Uh, you know, having guys, having to mix in the younger players and then a couple of guys that have moved in uh, and are new to the program, uh, the, the leadership of those returning players and trying to get I guess, maintain that culture. Talk about, uh, you know, what that means to your program. Well, it means everything. And like, you know, you mentioned Caleb and Luke and those young men, you know, grown up hurricanes and, and for them to see the people come before them. And then uh, it's great that those two you mentioned are two of our hardest workers. So when your best players can be your hardest workers, you don't have to be a leader always through words and yelling and all those things. You can lead by example. Um, and, and leading by example is day in and day out. And everybody, those young guys see the work that they put in. Um, they see how hard they work in the weight room. They see how hard they work on their swing. They see, you know, how they work to improve their arms. Um, you know, then, then young guys want to do that too. And you mentioned it and we've got some, you know, headline type names, um, on the team, but for us to be good, uh, there are a lot of young men that have really never um, contributed to the varsity that that are going to get an opportunity to. And I, I feel confident that they will. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, we've heard the Luke Millers and the Caleb Daniels and the Ryan Johnsons, uh, but there's some other names that, you know, have been kind of waiting their turn that I think will make names for themselves this spring too. Yeah, that's fantastic. we got about a, a minute or so before we go to break. So don't want to leave you hanging out there with one, but I guess let's talk just for a moment about this preseason schedule. Again, you Open last night with uh, with Kennesaw Mountain. You go to Woodstock tonight. You're right back at it again. Another larger school in Forsyth Central, and then at Alexander Etowah next week uh, before Ringgold. Um, how how much do you care do you take in loading up this front end of the season? Well, it's just you know a lot of it's relationships. You just coaches you know, and and they end up having good teams. That's just kind of how you set your schedule. Like, hey, you want to play, and uh, try to kind of develop you know, not rivalries, but, you know, respectful rivalries. A lot of these teams we've played, um, you know, multiple years now. Um, it's good competition for us. It's good competition for them. Also, we try to play, you know, relatively close. Like, we're farthest we're going to travel is to Alexander. That's not terribly far away um, here early in the, in the season besides our trip to Hoover. So, a lot of good baseball in this area. Um, try to stay as close as we can so parents can come and watch. 
And, uh, yeah, I think our first six are against teams that either went to the state championship in their classification last year or won their region championship. So we're playing six really good teams uh, between now and next Saturday. Time for our first break with Kyle Tucker. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone on WPHF. St. Angelo's Pizza and Lake Point is proud to present its Pizza of the Month for February. The Buffalo Chicken, just $9.99 for a large. Indulge in this masterpiece featuring seared and seasoned chicken, gooey mozzarella cheese, and your choice of signature wing sauce in flavors ranging from mild to extra hot. Choose the Pizza of the Month or any of St. Angelo's award-winning specialty pizzas, wings, subs, salads, and desserts at 77 Old Alatoona Road in Emerson and online at stangelos.com. Welcome back to Parto Sports Zone. It's a professional broadcaster turned his microphone off as we were coming back from the break. Matt Santinian for Charles Wilson, who's hard at it uh, officiating multiple basketball games uh, during this region championship week throughout the state. Matter of fact, called the uh, called the girls game on Wednesday at Cartersville High School, and uh, he did a good job. His crew did a did a fair job, and uh, it resulted in a one point victory for the Lady Canes. And they'll play tonight. We'll have that game for you at seven o'clock as they take on Dalton. After that, it's the boys playing against Calhoun, uh, both looking for region championships. But we'll play at home next week, regardless. We're with Kyle Tucker with Cartersville Baseball, and Kyle, you know we've talked a little bit about the schedule. But one thing this program has done uh, the last several years is participate in uh, a tournament in Hoover, Alabama, that faces some really elite talent to get you battle tested for what's going to be a competitive region this year. Yes, uh, it's been a it's always uh, a big part of the early you know part of our schedule. We kind of build for that the first you know month of the season. Uh, we kind of break the season into three parts. This first part is for our first ten games. Uh, mathematically, just worked out that, that way this year. You can play thirty games in high school baseball. So our first ten include this week before we're going to play next week, and then you mentioned uh, two weeks from now we'll be two weekends from now we'll be in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, it's a four-game guarantee put on by Perfect Game. They do a great job. Uh, scouts are everywhere. A lot of the college coaches can't get out. Part of that's the NCAA calendar. Part of that's the college baseball teams are playing. Um, so they have to be at their own games. Um, some of them can get over there. But, man, as far as exposure, opportunity, um, and that Hoover trip is awesome. And you mentioned that you play great teams. There's there's not a lot of margin for error. Uh, but, man, that, that, that helps your team. Uh, and it shows your young men. Uh, winning's tough and uh, you, you know you go over there and put your best foot forward and try to play good baseball because you know the teams that you're going to face are going to do the same well and I mentioned Kennesaw Mountain a team that's had some success tonight you face one of the top teams in their classification the state in Woodstock and they're loaded with some talent too so right out of the gate you go on the road and face something that's going to be a real challenge for your program yes uh, you know Kennesaw Mountain they're going to be really good they they're in a, a big tournament this weekend so they they had to save save some arms um, last night. And, uh, you know, I told our teammate that we did, we had to do that's, you know, we, we can't control who pitches against us. And so our guys did a good job of, uh, producing runs early and, and kind of getting us a comfortable working margin there and, and get to play a lot of people. But yeah, Woodstock tonight is going to be, um, quite a challenge for us. Uh, you know, they won it in seven, a, I believe two years ago, uh, they're a six, eighteen now, like I mentioned, they're in the top five, uh, they'll, they'll, they're, they're known for pitching. Um, so we'll have to pitch well, and then we'll have to fight at the plate, 
you know, our best to, to try and scratch across some runs. Well, um, I would say that you'll probably do a pretty good job with that. Just uh, stepping out on a, on a limb with that. The next opportunity to see your team play at home will be on Monday against Versailles Central. And I know during the off season, you know, that the baseball field is uh, a, a real collaboration. The city does some basic things out there, but you know, a lot of the fine tuned and the, and the real shiny things are, are handled by the dugout club and volunteers. I'd like you to talk about that facility and the advantage that it gives your program as, as teams come in to play you. Oh man, that's a great question, Matt. Yeah. First and foremost, I mean, I, I don't want to leave anybody out, but yeah, we've had a lot of parents behind the scenes and they probably don't want their name said that do a lot of volunteer work. Um, you know, re replacing side on the infield, things you don't think about. You know, we host over 150 games in the summer through Perfect Game, which is great for the program and, you know, great for the school, but the field does get chewed up and it takes some repair work every year. But um, our bullpens are brand new. Bullpens are fenced in. Um, that's been Dugout Club. That's been City of Carterville helping us there. Um, little stuff like the netting up above, way above that protects foul balls. Uh, you know, we had a rip in the net. And so, um, you know, the city's got to get out of there and fix that. And they did a great job. I mean, it looks, looks great. And it was perfect, ready to go for opening day. Um, but the facility, Richard Bell, we've, we've got new paint. We've, uh, had some renovations done to our hitting facility. So we've been a lot of upgrades out there this year. And, um, it, it really does look nice. The surface looks good. Uh, the wall is new. And then, you know, I've heard, I've had coaches tell me, multiple coaches say when they come to that other dugout, and they look over at us and they see everybody in the dugouts wearing purple and they see those home stands and everybody's wearing purple, that it's intimidating. And that music gets loud. And it's not me saying this. Other other coaches have said it. it, it is an intimidating environment. And that environment uh, helps us, uh, you know, our young men still have to go do it. The, the players win. But uh, playing at home, that environment certainly helps us, no doubt. So on Monday, uh, Game Changer says one o'clock start. That's because of winter break, and you guys are going to get played in the heat of the day. Is that a true statement? Hey, look at look at Coach Santini. You know it. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the schools uh, in in our area next week are on winter break, and so we're going to play three games during the middle of the week at one o'clock. We all just kind of talk, and we're like, "Look, it's February. We're not in school." We can play at six and it, you know, might be 38 degrees when the game ends or we can play at one and hopefully get some sunshine. So the weather looks great. Uh, I know it's not ideal um, for everyone to come out to a one o'clock game, but nobody's in school. So we're going to let the young men play at one and then still kind of have a day the rest of the day. And so, yeah, you know, people get a long lunch break. Come watch us. We're at home next Monday at one, next Thursday at one, and then next Saturday at uh, noon. There you go. Get a chance to go out there and, Watch the Canes in action. I'm going to wrap up with this. We've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, Dolly, left-handed or right-handed? You got her hitting from. <laughs> I think Dolly is left-handed. I, I, it's funny. I can hear uh, with her with her mama playing around the other room. Um, she's got a little toy that's kind of like looks like she's dunking a basketball, and she dunks it always with the left hand. So we may have a lefty in the works. All right. Difficult question. How is parenting like baseball? How is parenting? Well, I mean, baseball, you're parenting 26 kids. And right now I'm parent at home, parenting one. Um, I guess baseball, though, you do get to you leave. You don't have to worry about them uh, going to sleep at night. So that's a, there's a little difference there. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, very quick question. Again, not unfair to ask you with this little time left, but managing expectations. This program, one of the top-ranked teams in the state, 
uh, again, a storied program that's had a lot of success. How do you temper that success? Because the kids see it. How do you keep them on an even playing field and say, hey, you still got to perform? Uh, just they know the history. I explain it to them. Know what the expectation is, but and, and I'll be quick. Really just try to have one good day at a time. Try to have a good practice. Try to have a good game that day. If we try to live up to the history of Cartersville, every, you know, is that's our goal. We're not going to do it. But if we have one good day at a time and stack good days together, then hopefully at the end of the year we can look back and it was a good season. That's uh, Cartersville head baseball coach Kyle Tucker. Kyle, thank you again for spending some time with us and uh, and for pouring yourself into the lives of young men. Uh, I know all the coaches uh, have that calling, and so we, we appreciate you spending some time with us, and we wish you good luck. Uh, thank you so much. Go Lady Canes. Go Canes basketball tonight. You got that right. You can have that right here on WBHF. If you can't get out to the Storm Center, uh, make sure you got your radio tuned right here. We'll be back with more Bartow Sports Zone after the bottom of the hour. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goal. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Man, I loved playing high school sports growing up. And it's fun being a fan now, don't get me wrong, but sitting in the stands feels like I'm missing out on all the action, you know? I wanted to get back in the game, so I signed up to be a high school official. It takes me back to my playing days. I'm supporting students, and I get paid to make the big calls. Do you want to see the game up close? Sign up to become an official in Georgia at highschoolofficials.com. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Matt Santinian for Charles Wilson. It's 741. And uh, again, we'll get right to it. Uh, thank you to Coach Mike Tobin for spending some time with us. His team plays for a region championship tonight against the uh, Calhoun Yellow Jackets. And uh, Mike, good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning, Mayor. Good to, good to have you with us. And uh, quite a run your team is on here uh, with a victory Monday against Woodland and then uh, a really tight contest that came right down to the end against Dalton on Wednesday night. And again, an opportunity to play, would you say, since the uh, 14, 15 year uh, to, to bring home a, a region championship? Well, I, the, the kids are playing real well. And, you know, it's so fun right now to, uh, you know, obviously play, playing at home and then, uh, you know, also being in region championship. But they're, they're, we've been winning a lot of games with our defense, Matt, and uh, kids are playing hard. So it's it's a fun, fun group to coach. And, uh, We'll see what happens tonight. Well, you bring up defense, and it was uh, a, kind of a microcosm, actually, from both games on Wednesday night. It's been fun to watch uh, y'all play uh, all week. The girls played Wednesday night, and it was defense at the very end. You know, everybody likes watching, you know, on Sports Center or wherever they like seeing highlights of offense. But at the end, uh, in both the girls' game and the boys' game, it came down to a final possession where you had to lean on defenses. And, and again, in y'all's case, uh, in both cases, they came up big. Yeah, you know, so much you win in uh, winning uh, basketball games, especially high school, is rebounding and uh, you know limiting teams to one shot, and uh, that's really been something we've been trying to focus on is uh, keeping them off the glass. And you know, tonight we got a big, big challenge with us with Calhoun because they 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 crashed the glass, big, strong kids. And uh, um, but yeah, we've been winning a lot of games with defense and rebounding. 
how hard is it to instill again because I mean even back to when we were growing up you know everybody likes watching the offensive highlights and the defense again is the deciding factor but it's not typically what gets the glory in an age of TikTok and social media where you again constantly get bombarded with this image or that image instilling that defensive mindset and the importance of it and you can't play defense unless you really want to um how do you how do you develop that inside your program hey that's a great question you know talk about social media and you i don't know if you you know on our uh, insta page what i always always have on there is rebounds steals deflections and uh i don't ever put on their points you know unless the kid shoots a high percentage you know so we had a kid uh I was watching a game the other night and a coach said, man, yeah, this, yeah, he had 12 points. I said, yeah, he probably missed about 15 shots. And the kid that you know, saw his stats, he was two of two of, I think uh, like two of 14 or no, two of 20, but uh, no. So, so to answer your question, we really, you know, anytime we, we put stats out on, on uh, social media, it's all about uh, rebound steals, assist. Um, it's never about points. Uh, I would, uh, I've said this about your teams for the 12 years you've been here and actually going back to Woodland, we've known each other a while. One, to me, one of the hallmarks of your program, which is kind of a throwback in my mind is your team typically, your teams typically play unselfishly. They're not afraid to make the extra pass. They're not, they're not afraid to, to work in tandem in a sport that's becoming more and more individualistic as, as time goes by. The, uh, again, the mindset of that, uh, I'm guessing, happens by no accident. It's something that you really preach. Well, like I said, Matt, we, I mean, everything we do and, uh, you know, anything we send out, you know, uh, social media is all about that stuff, you know, and we're, uh, we're always praising assists, uh, charges, taking charges, because, um, you know, those are, those are the things that win games. You know, you, you see some of these teams, you know, a kid will get, you know, 24-plus a game, and uh, he's selfish, and the other kids don't like that, and uh, – you know, to win games, you got to obviously play as a team in basketball. And again, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, you know, that I, that I watched a whole lot this season, but getting a chance to watch a couple of re- regular season games and then into the playoffs. One of the other things is you go pretty deep on the bench. Um, you know, I know you played, you played eight the other night, uh, but I actually went a little bit deeper than that. You go about nine or 10 deep on the bench and the importance of getting quality minutes from guys that may not show up in the stat book that are giving you quality minutes to rest some of those frontline guys. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that uh, or said that too, man, because we talk about it all the time, you know, get, kids we don't even get in the game have helped us out tremendously. Uh, kid like Colin Jenrich, he hasn't been playing much in games lately, but he helps us tremendously, um, you know, for us to, to win and be successful in practice, we got to have guys pushing each other. And, uh, you know, so we definitely, uh, try to try to play as many kids as we can. And there, I don't feel like there's a drop off at all, but you know, sometimes these kids don't get a lot of playing time in the games, but they're helping us out tremendously, uh, in practice as well. Well, and again, a two that I'll look at is, you know, I think on Monday night, AJ Cowart had to come in uh, for just a little bit. You bring a freshman into the game, Logan Van Pelt played some really good quality minutes on Monday, but also again on Wednesday gives you some, some time to get uh, DJ Kane some rest and still keep some height in there. And those are two of your younger players on the roster. Yeah, they, they're, they're going to have uh, real good, uh, bright futures, those two guys. And uh, we got a lot of good young talent coming up, uh, good, hardworking kids, but uh, you know, <laughs> we're not going to put them in there if we think they're going to hurt us. So, uh, you know, th- those, th- those are some good players you just mentioned. We got about two minutes before we go to break. Want you to talk about the three seniors that uh, that you have on the squad? Because again, a relatively uh, young group. Actually, four seniors on the squad: and Dalen Hall, Monty Tolbert, Sed McClinic, and DJ Kane. 
Yeah, and then also Colin Jenrich is a senior too. But uh, oh, yep. yeah, those, so I got it. I got him right there at the bottom. I just can't count. And can't no, no problem, no problem, buddy. But uh, all five of those guys have done a great job for us, and uh, you know they're uh, good, good, hardworking kids. And uh, I think they got bright futures after high school. We tell them all the time, you know, just uh, work as hard as you can. And uh, you know, especially people come to the games to see you. You never know down the, down the line, or you're looking for a job, and they they remember you how hard you worked on a basketball court. So tonight against the Calhoun Yellow Jackets, tip off time uh, will be around eight thirty. That'll be following the girls' game. We'll have it for you here on WBHF. Let's uh again, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive on in particular uh on on Sed McClinic and Monty Tolbert uh have played uh big minutes for you all the entire time. And you know, it, again the other thing it seems there's interchangeable parts. One guy may be the leading scorer one night and and it might be somebody else the next game. Well you know both those guys have had great years you know and said Said's, uh, you know, his forte is defense, and he, he competes so hard. You know, he had a huge steal uh, on Wednesday. Um, he's going to play hard the whole time. And uh, Monty's hit some huge shots for us. You know, he's got he got deep range, and, uh, you know, both of them compete, and uh, they've always been that way. And, uh, like I said, just great, great uh, young men. And, uh, but they, they've had a great – both have had great years. We're talking with Cartersville head basketball coach Mike Tobin. They will be playing for region championship tonight, and we'll have that game for you right here on WBHF. Girls at 7 o'clock, boys uh, following that. we got another segment with Coach Tobin. It'll happen after this timeout here on Bartow Sports Zone. Keep it tuned right here to your community radio station, WBHF, AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online at WBHFradio.org. Sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road at US 41 North is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for all your landscaping needs and check out the inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, topsoil, rocks, or landscaping boulders? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite delivers with tons of options. Across from Racetrack, just north of Cartersville, on Facebook and at Elite Stone supply.net St. Angelo's Pizza and Lake Point is proud to present its Pizza of the Month for February. The Buffalo Chicken, just $9.99 for a large. Indulge in this masterpiece featuring seared and seasoned chicken, gooey mozzarella cheese, and your choice of signature wing sauce in flavors ranging from mild to extra hot. Choose the Pizza of the Month or any of St. Angelo's award-winning specialty pizzas, wings, subs, salads, and desserts at 77 Old Alatoona Road in Emerson and online at stangelos.com. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Cartersville living in the fast lane. Good job, Alan, pulling that one up on a Friday morning as uh, we've spent a little bit more time with uh, Cartersville head basketball coach Mike Tobin. And, and, and Coach, one of the things that uh, has been a – it's got to play a big advantage is being able to host the tournament. You know, I think last year we were at Calhoun and that uh, they certainly had a home court advantage. This thing rotates around. And so playing at home uh, in the region tournament has to be helpful. And I know how, how important fans are uh, when it comes to, uh, to basketball. And I, I know you're expecting a big turnout tonight, especially from that student section. Well, God, Matt, Matt, we've had, great crowds this year man and what a great great experience for all our players to be able to play in front of that many uh 
spectators. It's been great. You know, tonight, tonight we'll take a little hit with the baseball guys uh, having a game. Uh, baseball players have done a great job coming to our games and uh, supporting us. And, and uh, so we're going to miss those guys, but we're still hoping for a packed house tonight. The, um, the community is, again, uh, the thing that's got me this week is, is the fact that the community, it's not just the student section. Matter of fact, I thought Wednesday's student section was a, was a little bit too small for, for the importance of that game, but the community has, has really poured themselves into supporting the program. Oh man, it's always been that way here. You know, we've got fans that travel, travel well. We've got, uh, uh, Ken McKenzie, former principal, he comes to almost all our games. Uh, Larry and Pauline Davidson, you know, they're huge supporters. And, um, yeah, we've got, obviously, great community support. And I was talking to you earlier, there's not too many communities uh, or high schools that have a, a local radio station that like like we do, that, that you guys do such a good job supporting these kids. Well, we'll hope to, to make some memories tonight. It, it's kind of on them. You know, we can only, we can only say what we see. Um, I, I will say this before we, we get to, I want to want to talk about your booster club a little bit, the playing on Monday and then Wednesday. And again, on Friday, I know these are young bodies, but they do wear down a little bit. It seemed like in the second half of Wednesday's game, the pace intentionally was slowed down a little bit. Was that based on your opponent or were you trying to save perhaps some of the legs of your, of your players? No, you know, we always offense, we always try to push the ball up the floor. So it's not like we're trying to have low scoring games. It's just, you know, we, defensively we, we want them to work as hard as they can you know when they they played us at our place earlier uh dalton you know they took it to us pretty good and they they beat us in uh transition and uh we just really tried to get back on defense and made them them work but uh yeah so it wasn't intentional you know trying to slow it down just trying to make them work harder on uh, on, on their offense again very good well the opponent tonight is calhoun uh you've won both contests against them but they've been <laughs> Well, you know, four, four or five point basketball games, and you know tonight that doesn't count for anything, does it? Well, no, man. In, in both those games, we very easily could have lost both of them. That's how how tight both those games. It's know that um, kind of like when we played Woodland. You know, we played over at Woodland, and we we, you know, we really probably should have lost over there and got fortunate to win. So our our guys know that. Hey, you know, throw that out the window, and uh, you know, you look at it. Basically, we're both two and zero. You know, two and zero in the region right now. That's our record, and. Uh, um, you know, so our guys aren't looking at the, hey, we beat them twice. They were both like four or five point games, could have went either way. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, basketball Booster Club, I know is an important part of what you guys want to do. Uh, how how do people get involved with that? And, and how is, uh, what are some of the things they're doing for the program? Man, we, we got a, a great Booster Club. Uh, you know, we've had a couple things. We had pancake breakfast, we had car wash, and, and, and all that money helps our kids, you know, feeds our kids. Uh, it helps with our banquet, and uh, we, we got a great booster club uh, president, Clark Weeditz. Uh, he actually does not even have a kid in the program. Uh, his son graduated last year, but we're we're fortunate to have a great booster club, and Clark's our president. does a great, great job for us. So, and again, if people want to get involved with that, how do they go about uh, reaching out? Well, they, they can email me or contact me. Um, we, we have meetings, usually monthly meetings, um, but, uh, you know, usually it's the parents. But, yeah, any anybody in the community that would uh, like to help support us, uh, they can contact me, uh, you know, via email. And uh, uh, we'd love to have anybody that's willing to uh, help support us. You, you talked about social media. And, uh, and again, if people want to follow what the basketball team is doing here over the next, well, after tonight, and then hopefully uh, over the next week or so, as, as you're looking for a deep run into the state playoffs after tonight, how do, where, where can people find what's going on uh, on social media? Okay. Yeah. So our Insta, uh, um, uh, 
uh, is is uh, Kane's Hoops. So if you go at Kane's Hoops, um, you could uh, follow us on there, and that's uh, that's how we get a lot of uh, communication out about our program. All right. Uh, what is the one thing your team's going to have to do tonight to come away with a region championship? Uh, we're going to have to uh, rebound. We are going to have to rebound because they're coming. I mean, they come hard, and uh, you know, I, they they probably had. I bet they had 20 offensive boards against Hiram the other night. So, yeah, it's going to be a battle. I mean, it'll be fun. It should be a great high school basketball game, and hopefully we have a packed house. Yeah, that was, uh, again, waking up and seeing that score. Uh, seeing it seeing it went the way of Calhoun was one thing, but also seeing it three overtimes. You can, you probably were rooting for about five overtimes, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I wish we would have played uh, yesterday. Yeah, that, everybody's had a, a day to rest. So, But uh, like I said, it should be a great battle, and uh, we'll definitely compete, and we'll see how it ends up. All right, that's uh, Cartersville head basketball coach, Mike Tobin. Coach, it's a game day. I know it's a, a full one and a long one. We appreciate you spending some time with us here on uh, Bartos Board Zone. Hey, man, thanks again for all you guys do for us. All right, we'll see you tonight, Coach. All right, take care. And again, we'll have high school basketball for you this evening on WBHF. The Cartersville girls, led by Charisma Boykin, will take the court at 7 o'clock as they play uh, for a region championship against Dalton and then at 8.30 right after that it will be the Cartersville boys and coach Mike Tobin as we just heard from taking on the Calhoun Yellow Jackets keep it tuned right here to WBHF we've got top of the hour news coming and then a free form Friday here in half number two of Bartow Sports Zone Keep your property in top-notch shape this season with a new Husqvarna mower from Elite Stone Supply. With all your residential and commercial mower needs, Elite has zero-turn and riding models in all price levels. Check out the robotic mowers, too. Come explore all the Husqvarna mower options at Elite Stone Supply. Across from Racetrack at 9 Baker Road, just north of Cartersville on US 41, call 770-387-3007 on Facebook and online at EliteStoneSupply.net Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor lawn supplies and power equipment, but did you know they repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply, with Husqvarna mowers and everything you need to keep your property in great shape this season. Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway, just north of Cartersville, across from Racetrack, online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Bartos Sports Zone coming your way. Matt Santini in for Charles Wilson and uh, kind of a glorified version of Wednesday's three and out minus Kevin Carroll. Matt Santini along with Mike Garcia and Alan Sanders. A reminder, we have high school basketball coming your way tonight on WBHF. It'll be the Cartersville girls taking on the Dalton Catamounts. That game gets under, excuse me, they'll play, yes, they play Dalton. That game gets started at 7 o'clock. After that, it'll be the Cartersville boys taking on the Calhoun Yellow Jackets. That'll be around 8.30-ish for a start there. We'll have it up all for you right here on your community radio station. Thanks to Coach Kyle Tucker of the baseball program at Cartersville and Mike Tobin for joining us in hour number one. Of course, Mike is the basketball coach, and uh, we'll hope for good things in the state tournament next week. But first things first, got to come away with a region championship there. Also of note, the Adairsville Tigers uh, played 
last night in their tournament, and they uh, came away victorious in both of their contests. So the Adairsville girls tonight will play Ringgold for a region championship of their own, and the boys will play against Ridgeland. We encourage you to get out there and participate uh, in that as well. Get out and support a local team, and uh, go local team. Hip, hip, hooray. Baseball's getting started around uh, the way, not just uh, at Cartersville. It should be, Mike, I think it'll be a great season for Adairsville, Woodland, and Cass, as well as uh, weather getting a little bit warmer, a chance to get out and watch a little baseball. Yeah, Cass already 1-1. One one. Uh, they uh, they dropped, uh, they they actually had, uh, if I remember correctly, a 5-2 to lead in last night's game, and then they ended up losing 10-5. to uh, So they're looking to rebound. I believe tonight they're going to be at Paulding County. They hosted Paulding County early, earlier in the week. And then Woodland uh, dropped their season opener. It was also a home game uh, by a wide margin. They play again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And then Adairsville starts their season next week. And, you know, we talked with Kyle Tucker, as I mentioned, in hour number one, and he even said it about Kennesaw Mountain last night. Kennesaw Mountain's playing in a tournament this weekend, so they threw some of their their backline guys, or maybe not their number one guy, um, and so, again, early in the season, I think if you're a high school coach, I think it's more important to try to test those guys that you don't know about than it would be to hit the guys that you really know about and give some guys opportunity. So, uh, again, really not an, I say all that to say not an awful lot to glean from these initial baseball games because they really mean nothing except getting you ready for the, the games that count. Yeah, I mean, look, college is the same way in which they don't have the luxury of a month-long spring training to find out what you have. So essentially their version of spring training is now during the non-region season uh, as as they go forward. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, and this is a chance for, for uh, guys to, to step up and show, oh, you know, I had him in the two spot, but maybe he's a better one spot or seventh spot. So it's it's a time for the coaches to to go ahead and, and see what works before uh, they hit full on into the region. And as you said, uh, this uh, the the Cartersville region, a, a pretty strong baseball region. And uh, and again, at, at Daresville, they had a couple teams historically that have been pretty good. Uh, I think Gordon Lee's usually a formidable uh, baseball opponent for a Daresville up there. So again, just getting started. Yep, and all the other spring sports as well. Again, it's <laughs> it's felt like spring this week. Next uh, next few days, it's going to feel um, a little bit more like winter. Yeah, we get to a, a very ice cold weekend, and then uh, back to back to warm temperatures and next then, week. And then during winter Go break, figure. it's going to feel like spring break. Yeah, and, it's uh, bizarre. And that's why I always think it's so funny that that swimming season swim season is now. I'm like, I know they swim indoors, but it's just uh, it's it's just funny to me how that works. But soccer season obviously underway. Uh, I believe the Cass boys have already jumped out to a 4-0-1 start, so the uh, the Colonels are already doing a lot of damage on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of our uh, other local schools, not not as many games under their belt yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I was commenting to uh, Dr. Fearbach, who we had in earlier this week from uh, the superintendent of the schools, being a soccer dad with all my, my two oldest playing soccer. You always start the season, w- w- I mean, I've seen games where it's been Oof. flurries, and then by the end of the season, you're like, it's so hot here. <laughs> well, and, you know, if, if you follow me on Facebook, and why would you? Uh, not the most compelling content there. But um, I shared on February the 12th, it was the 10-year anniversary of one of the snowstorms we had here. It was a pretty, you know, one of the more significant ones. And, of course, the one that everybody remembers actually happened uh, on in March. Right. In mid-March, for that matter. So 
Again, weather's a little bit wacky around here, but we're not totally out of the woods, so the fact that we're having some cold weather this weekend uh, is is okay. And fortunately, all that rain we got last weekend wasn't paired up with cold weather, or else we might have had what we had back in 1993. Yes. <laughs> and I think we're all fortunate uh, and happy that we didn't. Well, there's a lot of people saying that we don't need snowmageddon either, That uh, the one that paralyzed everybody on 285 back, what, about six years ago, eight years ago? Yeah. So, Yeah. Getting back to baseball and a little bit of a, a local twist on it. Uh, thanks to Carl Sager for giving me an update on this. Uh, good news. Local uh, Cartersville baseball alum and Georgia Tech alum, Connor Justice, uh, is now part of the Atlanta Braves organization. He's going to be the infield coach for the Augusta Green Jackets, which is the low A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. So uh, I know it would have been great to have him over here in Rome. Probably would have been nice for him and his uh, family to uh, have him that close by. But as as I've looked at, it, first of all, you got your you got your foot in the door, and I would also say that Mike, uh, you know, if you're going to be a developmental coach, to take that responsibility of being an infield coach for the developmental league in Augusta, to me, that's much more an important position than these teams that you know the, than these coaches that are in the higher levels. Because again, you you're trying to get guys to progress and you, you really need your best instructors where in the instructional league. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Braves could have used a little bit of that for Von Grissom before they jettisoned them out to, uh, to Boston. But, uh, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a good place to, to start. And it, it I, it's one, you can tell whenever somebody takes that path, they love the game. It's easy to go ahead and, you know, play a couple years of pro ball and hang it up. But uh, when you love the game, you love the game and you, and you look for any way to stay with it. I was not very talented, so I, I, I took the radio route to, to uh, give myself an excuse to kind of stay uh, glued to it. So, so, yeah, good for him. Thank you to Jennifer Matthews for checking in. 1993, the official date was March 12th right. of when that, uh, when that snowmageddon occurred. And I, I recall that day very well, as, as, every, as a lot, anybody that here does. But it was, you know, like, oh, they're always talking about snow and snow. And, you know, these people in the South don't know what snow means because it just kind of dusted, right? you know, that, that evening. And then in the morning you woke up and, again, that feeling, if you lived in the North, you kind of feel like you're inside of a styrofoam cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what the heck? And you look out the window and, whew. And the fun that happened over those I just several days afterwards. Ensued. We had moved here from Detroit in 85. My dad still had our snowblower. He actually got out and snowblowed our driveway. I'm like, that's great, but nobody drove. Nobody did anything with the streets. <laughs> Congratulations. We had a great drive. That's about it. <laughs> we were walking circles on the driveway, and that's about it. That's, uh, that was good. So we'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. We'll have a wheel of issues coming up where everybody gets to pick a topic, and we'll expound from there. Keep it tuned right here to Bartow Sports Zone on WBH. Sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and US 41 North is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for all your landscaping needs and check out the inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, topsoil, rocks, or landscaping boulders? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite delivers with tons of options. Across from Racetrack, just north of Cartersville, on Facebook, and at Elite Stone. Don't supply.net.
Whether you love them or can't stand them, surprises are part of life. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you get ready for whatever life throws your way. He'll work with you to meet your changing needs and to help you end up where you want to be. And while there's never a good time to experience unexpected costs, Derek can help make them feel a little less unexpected. For an appointment, call Derek Strange at 770-386-4545, Edward Jones, Member SIPC. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We're chatting about sleds and more snow during that. The one thing I would like to point out uh, again in '93, being snowed in for several days, how important this radio station was in my life and in the lives of so many people. When uh, it was really the only connection to the outside world, Seth Hopkins uh, was really the one that that charted us through all those days. And uh, uh, again, it's it does highlight the importance of local radio. I like to say that this station, uh, to some, is 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 like a a, a machine a that you have to do you have to use every day. For other people, it's kind of like a smoke alarm. You don't really <laughs> think about it until you absolutely need it, and we're here for you then. So hey. However you use us, that's fine. Uh, we just encourage you to stay tuned into what's local. And, again, if you want to know what's going on in your backyard, this is the place to be. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend. So, more of Bartow's Sports Zone. And uh, we'll go around the room with, with topics of, of import and interest. And, Mike, again, it does lead to the fact what's important to you. It may not be important to the masses, but we might be educating new people. And I know one thing that you're really passionate about. And I'll let you share that. Well, you know, before I got to that, I did have, like, the random sports dot the other day. Because now, for for decades, the NFL draft was always in the same place in New York, and now they, they ch- change it and go to different NFL cities per year. How funny is it that the Lions, who always pick near the top of the draft, this year get a low pick and they're hosting the NFL draft? <laughs> uh, I, I just I just had a great chuckle about that. Would but. there be any pressure on the organization to maybe, because they're hosting it, to make a big splash and maybe trade up with somebody. Well, I mean, now, now is the time of year after the uh, – actually, for some teams, obviously before the Super Bowl, to go ahead and reevaluate and and uh, and see uh, what their needs are. And you have to take free agency into consideration and and, and uh, see who you can keep, who you can't. You know, that's, that salary cap, it, it, it was it is very interesting when at the advent of the salary cap in, in the NFL – uh, and and how that worked and and how we felt that they were going to to go ahead and, and affect uh, dynasties because we're because th- that was my that was my first thought I'm like well now that everyone can't spend past a certain amount you're not going to see dynasties anymore well the the Patriots kind of proved that wrong so there's still cr- very creative ways as long as you have the right uh, player and uh, the main star player and 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 command I guess the other thing that's interesting to me about football is that they have the draft before free agency. It would make sense if you had a free agency period to kind of address your needs and see, what, like the Falcons, for instance. Need a quarterback, need an edge rusher. You know, you can argue all the other parts, but those are the two things that the draft experts say that they're going to need. You know, if you can grab those two things or one of those two things, now it affects your draft strategy. Well, now, instead of that, you have to see what you can draft and then go into free agency and do it. It just seems like it's it would make more sense if your draft was used to bolster your roster and fill in after you've had an opportunity to try to fill in some of those gaps. 
Yeah, and, and I could see it both ways. And part of it is each team has a different drafting philosophy. I mean, there's some teams that draft because of need and some teams that just draft the best uh, person available. And if you do that and you, all of a sudden you have a, a free agent at that position that uh, all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? We just drafted this guy. We think he's going to be talented as heck. Maybe we don't need to resign. Let's, this let's guy. free up so, a higher priced dude. <laughs> or, or, you know, you draft three or four really, you end up with three or four really talented guys on offense mm-hmm. and nobody to get him the football. But, I can't think of a team that would do that. No, let's see. Hold on. It feels like it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. Like it's right here in our own backyard. That, that would never happen. Never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from there. The one thing that the NFL has done is they've made themselves relevant 365 days a year because now, again, next week is the combine, I think. Uh, that's that's staying put in Indianapolis, at least for the time being. They mm-hmm. don't move that around. But then, like I said, the draft. And now, again, how many – rumor websites or how many people are just trying to push out content for whatever reason you know it's like well you know i saw the other day that the uh the steelers are interested in ryan Tannehill because he had success under arthur smith who's now the offensive coordinator you know i've seen justin fields to the steelers i've seen justin fields to the falcons everybody's throwing out feelers and throwing misdirection because everybody's trying to hide what they're doing in the draft and again it's just it's it's lying season for all these and so yeah anything you read guess what don't believe it because it's being leaked for a reason. Exactly, and and that's why. Uh, thank goodness now that I have a, a family that to actually take up my time because I've come. To, <laughs> I, I, no, seriously, I've come to realize I'm like, why do I, you know, in August, I'll tune in. Up until then, I mean, you guys do what you got to do because you're right. It's it's there's been there's always a, a bunch of malarkey thrown out there, and then nowadays with the advent of social media. Anybody can put anything, and then all it takes is just one post from somebody to all of a sudden, kaboom! I mean, I I remember uh, at the at the sports station in Miami for for April Fools, we said that uh, you know the Dolphins uh, decided to part ways with Jason Taylor. Boom! Oh, the, the the phone lines light up, and and uh, nowadays you just go ahead and and uh, put it online and find out real quickly that's not the case uh, again uh, you've got two young kids at home so yeah. every, every every season is lying season right if well, something gets broken or something's missing it was the other one right you, you know <laughs> and your kids are great too it, so but i'd it, say that in jest you know I, I, it's one of those where i when i was a kid i always i always thought it was not fair when one person did it so we all got punished now as the parent i get it mike all right, that's it. <laughs> oh, the, both of you. The phrase my dad used to say and drove me nuts: "Takes two to tango." I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it. And the funniest but, thing is, is I heard it in my kid's hair ear as it takes two to tangle. I'm like, well, I wasn't doing anything with him. <laughs> it's like, well, but, you were the oh the other one, but you're the older one. You should have known better. Oh. But Throw I, me nuts. I just bring that up just to say I don't pay attention much to the offseason. I know Kevin Carroll's trying to talk baseball in like December, and I'm like, well, they still got to play. I mean, I, I just I don't I don't really follow it during. Well, the and it's like with fantasy baseball season. I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna let that part of my life wither away, <laughs> simply because I I don't. You're in a league, and again, you want to be competitive, yep. but I don't know who the closer is for Seattle, and I don't know these young guys coming up. You guys like Kevin Payton and Cody, you know, they are just – they can rattle the top 50 baseball prospects, or they're going to draft somebody in the 
12th round yeah. that's going to be called up mid-season or some short stop. They, they know what – I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I auto-draft, and I'm like, who is this guy? What team is he on? <laughs> I used to know every single yeah. player on mm-hmm. every single team, and yeah. I just – I don't have the bandwidth for it. Now I kind of got some other things I, going I, on I was, that, uh, I, I was say, you know, yes. your bandwidth is is limited, and so uh, that's one of the things that's fallen by the wayside. Yeah, and again, as, as, a, as a kid, especially as a teen, I'm like, Dad, how do you not know? How do you yeah. not know? And now I'm like – uh, well, there's there's life life that happens so yeah yes it certainly does well we're gonna take a break for the bottom of the hour we've got 30 more minutes or so of fun on Bartow sports zone we are the nfhs that stands for the national federation of state high school associations but really what we stand for together with the ghsa are the 195,000 high school sports and performing arts students in georgia and so we stand We stand for the runners, debate team members, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, officials, and adjudicators. We stand for the drummers, football players, and actors. We stand for the golfers, singers, and swimmers. We stand as the national leader and advocate for these essential activities and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor lawn supplies and power equipment. But did you know they repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply with Husqvarna mowers and everything you need to keep your property in great shape this season. Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Arto Sports Zone continues here on WBHF, your community radio station. Matt Santinian for Charles Wilson, joined by Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia here in the studios in lovely downtown Cartersville. And we're just kind of floating through a couple of different issues and whatnot, and uh, sports issues typically. Uh, I know you guys aren't huge golf fans, if golf fans at all, but several people are. And, of course, one person that moves the needle, unlike anybody else in the history of golf, is Tiger Woods. And he is playing in the uh, Genesis uh, Invitational at Riviera this week. It's it's a it's an event that he hosts. So it's the first time he's been on the course in 2024. His first round, uh, as I peruse, I think he ended up one over or maybe even. Uh, so he's well back. Yeah, he's tied for 49th at plus one. The leader is um, uh, Jordan. That's not Jordan Spieth. It's Patrick Cantlay who's at seven under, and so he'll. Get at least another round in today. I don't know if he gets an exemption and gets to play, even though he'll probably miss the cut. But we'll we'll move on from there. The one, the big news with Tiger Woods is uh, last week or a week some time ago, the contract with Nike was up. He's been with Nike since forever, and I think at the time signed the uh, a sports deal that was around five million dollars or something. It was just the most massive, unbelievable amount of money uh, that has been well eclipsed. Well, now he's with uh, TaylorMade, and with that, the old TW logo. If you've got one of those. Hats or one of those golf shirts, guess what? It's I don't know if it's going to be vintage and be worth more money <laughs> or if you're just old school. They've come out with this new logo this week. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm. Um, it's played to 
different amounts of criticism. Um, what in I, our I, social I, media I, age? I, I like the logo. The, it's got a I like kind of a abstract tiger, which is what he is wearing uh, this week. But you know, he's known for wearing a red shirt on Sundays. It's something that actually his mom inspired him to do young. And of course, it turned into well, you know, on Sundays there's blood in the water. I'm gonna go after and do that. It's just been his brand since the very beginning. Well, this new tailor-made uh, relationship has this new product line, and it's called Sun Day Red. Not Sunday Red, but three different words: Sun Day hmm. Red. And, okay. Uh, okay. And so that look of bewilderment on your face is exactly what a lot of people have said. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense, but evidently some marketing algorithm person. You know, it's the magic of three. So if it's three different words, it's plays better in the brain that it's three words than if it were only two. Huh. Either way. But it's he's spelled wearing, S-U-N, like the yes, sun? Yes, S-U-N-D-A-Y-R-E-D. S-O-N, that it was the son who was told by the mom to wear red. Well, that's an interesting twist. <laughs> See, that's what I was initially yeah. thinking in my head, was no. it sun, day, yeah. red. Yeah, that, so... That, well. Uh, either way, the uh, apparel that he's wearing right now doesn't have the words on it. It just has the uh, the side view of a tiger that's done in different little stripes. It's like a striped drawing of a tiger. And uh, I kind of like it. I don't know that I'll buy any gear for it just because I've got a million shirts that <laughs> I already don't wear. And a lot of them say WBHF on them and, uh, or McStats printing. So I don't know. I, my branded stuff is going to be the stuff that, that promotes me. But I don't know if... Uh, Obviously, neither one of you have seen it, so there's not much to talk about. Uh, I saw – it drives people nuts, like especially Kelly. I'm like, I saw the headline. Well, you, didn't you cook – well, I just needed the headline. Just moved on. So I, I did see I, that something like that came out, but I did not see the But logo. the whole thing I've, about uh-huh. Tiger Woods is even if you're not a golf fan, there's going to be people who are buying it just because it's Tiger Woods. Of course. Yeah. So in that regards, uh, by the he's way, be I'm getting fine. a message from one of our listeners who says that if you look at the tiger stripes that make up the logo, it's 15 stripes to represent his 15 different major titles. Oh, well, I did see that. I did not know that. So thank you for that. Uh, so a little interesting. Uh, bit. Now, I do like when you have people who are clever enough in marketing to do stuff but, like that. They're, they're, they're pulling in some pieces, whether you catch it or not. It's kind of neat. But so what happens if he wins another major? <laughs> I put a dot on the tail. I, 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 I was thinking. Mm, that, that does look uh, very interesting. It, it, uh, but, again, he's just wearing the stuff without the bottom there. That looks pretty cool. If you take the, the wording off of it. A, again, this radio is a very visual medium, and so as well, I'm showing the logo it, to Alan and Mike. It, it looks like I spilled my milk and it just dripped in that uh, <laughs> in, in that shape. But uh, <laughs> it looks, It's kind of neat. Um, it's, yeah, very symbolic. What it is is a marketing opportunity for Tiger Woods yeah, and right. the people at TaylorMade you know, for people to go out and buy that stuff up. I complain about, uh, well, a lot of things. but uh, You? But I, I just can't stand uh, some of these, especially college teams that have all these crazy uniforms. And I've seen it now with, with uh, the U in basketball. They were playing North Carolina last week, and I haven't seen much. Uh, but I'm like, oh, I'll watch a little bit. And I, I I looked at that. I'm like, what are they wearing? <laughs> it would it would as a grown man, I could not see myself wearing that. <laughs> I, I just I just don't understand. They had like flowers down the sides of their their shorts, and then 
and then I was reminded, well, I guess the Nationals have flowers on on their jerseys that they play sometimes those those alternate jerseys. So I don't know. I just found it very weird. And, and you know, again, Oregon was the one that kind of did all this. Yeah, Going back to they Nike, started. they they the one that started this trend of hey, we're going to wear just something. We're going to be like women at a formal event. We can't wear the same thing twice. And so we have to have something new every time we go to it. And but but the other thing is this, and I remember years ago, you know, Cartersville football, they were going to wear black uniforms for senior night and there was some pushback towards that. And I had a conversation with somebody that and I kind of said, "You know, here's the thing. It may not make sense to you and it may not make sense to me, but you know, we had our time in high school, you know, the younger generation likes the alternate stuff. They love different colors or, or doing something with the traditional logos to embellish them in a way they think it's cool. They think it's interesting and they're going to flock to it. And they're going to spend money for it. So, you know, it's like the City Connect jerseys and basketball and, you know, all the alternate colors and baseball. That's, you know, it all kind of flies around that. So, um, you know, it's, it's not up to us to, to necessarily get it because as we get older and I'm older than Y'all, but you know, truth of the matter is, the older you get, the less <laughs> of the target demographic that you are for the uh, for the money spenders. You're falling out of the key demographic, the 24 to 58 or 56, whatever. Well, I'm still in that, but yeah, it's it's quickly waning. I'm <laughs> definitely in the dark half of that parabolic curve. <laughs> the only reason why I wish I had that in high school is we wore the Notre Dame helmets, and I couldn't stand Notre Dame, but that was that was our helmets. So. We've got one more segment of Bartow Sports Zone. It comes up after this timeout. St. Angelo's Pizza and Lake Point is proud to present its Pizza of the Month for February. The Buffalo Chicken, just $9.99 for a large. Indulge in this masterpiece featuring seared and seasoned chicken, gooey mozzarella cheese, and your choice of signature wing sauce in flavors ranging from mild to extra hot. Choose the Pizza of the Month or any of St. Angelo's award-winning specialty pizzas, wings, subs, salads, and desserts at 77 Old Alatoona Road in Emerson and online at stangelos.com. Welcome back. Uh, the Adairsville girls and boys both play for a region championship tonight. Uh, they'll be playing on their home court. Uh, Adairsville girls will be taking on Ringgold, and the boys will be taking on Ridgeland. Cartersville girls and boys uh, playing for region championships as well. Those will take place right here on your community radio station. Coverage starts about 645, 650-ish. Uh, you can join me from the Storm Center on the campus of Cartersville High School as the girls Go at 7 o'clock against Dalton. The boys will take the court at around 8.30, and they'll play the Calhoun Yellow Jackets. Again, a thank you to Mike Tobin and Kyle Tucker for spending time with us in hour number one. And, um, Alan, it's it's your turn to pick something on so the Wheel of Issues. This is something that has become more and more, besides March Madness, which I thanks to my wife getting involved in college basketball, but even earlier, my one of my first sports memories going back – to my dad working in the garage, doing things like working on the timing of his engine and working on the spacing of the of the, uh, the spark plugs, all the stuff you used to have to do that you don't do anymore. To hear Ernie Harwell coming out of the radio, mm. longtime sports broadcaster, but for my lifetime, 42 seasons as the Detroit Tigers broadcaster, and I learned to love listening to baseball, that when I would watch it on TV, I was like, 
I could be doing something and still hear the game. And I love that about us being a Braves affiliate. I love the fact that baseballs are on the corner because no matter what, I can still do whatever I need to be doing and I can have a game in the background. It feels great that baseball seems, to me anyway, maybe that maybe that's why I never knew I had a track into, into radio, but some of my earliest memories is being in the garage, helping my dad, listening to a baseball game and imagining the game being played out by a talented broadcaster. Yeah, well, Ernie Harwell, among the best uh, voices of your youth in baseball. You, you know, I I, uh, I didn't start listening to baseball on the radio until the Marlins came around. Before then, uh, I had three choices if I wanted to watch baseball on a daily basis. WOR with New York, WGN Chicago, TBS with Atlanta. And at the time I started watching baseball, the Mets were good. The other two teams were not so good. <laughs> so uh, so I, I beca- that's how I became a Mets fan. Much And again, I, that's how I know... Now that my dad really loves me because he was a Cardinal fan, that could not stand the Mets, couldn't stand that the Mets had Keith Hernandez, um, and he still got me Mets gear. So I, I you know, I, I commend him for that. Well, for me, but, oh, go ahead. No, so so I was gonna say, so I really didn't listen to it until on the radio until the Marlins came around because you know in '93 they didn't televise every game, and uh, as a kid, and we were talking about, I didn't have any responsibility outside of school, mm-hmm. so if it if it was a radio only game. I'd take out my score book and, uh, and follow and, and keep score while listening to the game on the radio, and I always enjoyed doing that. Well, and looking back and kind of more the nostalgia of, of baseball being one of the older sports, it's obviously 19th century pastoral. It's not your technical modern football and stuff like that. But um, I remember we, I stayed a, tr- a Tigers fan because I just liked the Tigers. They went to the World Series in 84 before we moved here in 85. Said, well, you're gonna you can become a Braves fan. I was like, I kind of like the Tigers. I'm gonna stay a Tigers fan. And then when I went into the Navy in '91, and the Braves had that, you know, from the one season to the next, mm-hmm. when they went from worst to first, and suddenly that get, that turned into every season. We had the 14 in a row that they won the pennants. Um, I was in the Navy, and my family was writing like, oh my god, the Braves are on fire. We're we're, we're Braves fans now. I'm like, wait, so I'm gonna come back home, and we're gonna be Braves fans, and I and literally became Braves fans as a, as a result of me being gone to, to boot camp and the fact that the Braves caught fire and went into the to the pennant race and I've been a Braves fan ever since. So you're a fan when they started winning. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a true American. I pick winners. <laughs> so these people are like, well, I love Alabama football and I love, you know, uh, you know, Iowa basket, women's <laughs> basketball, you know, I got to pick all these, you know, these front running winning teams. That, uh, I've yeah, been a UConn fan like, oh, my whole yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm an Alabama fan. Well, they're terrible at baseball. Well, I don't really, you know, I, I like uh, Florida State baseball better. So... But in, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, but, I, I know what you're saying, but it is the stereotype. But, but we did. We just but, decided at that point we'd been here for a few years. We were aware of the Braves, but something about, yeah, of course, your team gets hot. Everybody starts doing the chop. It gets put into a Mel Brooks movie for crying out yeah. loud. You know, you go, okay, we're we're part of this now. We, um, of course, I grew up, been down here, you know, since I was ten. So growing up with the Braves, again, both on radio and television. But you know, Skip, Pete, and Ernie. I mean, that was that was absolutely it. And um, fortunately, had the opportunity to meet all three of those uh, gentlemen uh, just, you know, uh, and get autographs and, and all that stuff. And of course, John Sterling did some time there. And, um, you know, now with with Ben Ingram, of course, Don Sutton, uh, who obviously passed last season, they, you know, just to, to kind of these voices, you know, if I 
I'm a fan of several Braves nostalgic like social feeds, and they'll play an old commercial or old one-liner that Skip Carey said, or or if I hear Ernie Johnson's voice, it just elicits kind of like you said with Ernie Harwell. You can yeah. hear his voice in your mind, and uh, really just develop help develop that love for radio and for baseball. And uh, so anyway, that's that's gonna do it for us this week. We got through it. Hey, uh, again, uh, thanks Charles for letting me sit in on Barto Sports Zone. We'll have basketball for you tonight. Go local teams, go Tigers, go Hurricanes, and let's get a couple of uh, region championships. And either way, we'll have home playoff games next week for you here on WBHF. And that coverage is presented by Brockfield's Financial Advisors. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF AM 1450 and FM 100.3.